actual. Is that back to back World Cup winning kits? Between the two of us. Wow. For those who don't know, um, in 2002, um, Brazil won the World Cup in this particular kit. Um, I had the privilege to design this um, and with this particular kit we did a lot of work on what we call cool motion then, we did a lot of work around massive colour um, and it was really with the athlete in mind when we um, designed the football kit which is something that I hold very dear in everything that I do now. We're always looking for that competitive advantage, something that's going to make the consumer buy the product and want the product one either to train in it or two because we've managed to address that particular type of product slightly differently mm -hmm. um, so yeah so really the 2002 was probably the first time I'd actually seen all the effort that I put into a football shirt being worn on the global stage so it was it was pretty pretty amazing <laughs> Yeah, I designed this picture frame. Yeah, picture frame, yeah, great, man. <laughs> not really, um, and that's not me in the picture either, as much as I would love to look like Fabio Cannavaro. But yeah, I designed the shirt that won the World Cup in 2006. So the actual- Is that back-to-back -back World Cup winning kits? Between the two of us. Wow, God, look at us. Yeah, same sort of thing, just that incredible moment of you embark on, on designing something for the athlete and then that happens, which I think knowing that you've given it your all in trying to make sure the athletes can feel comfortable, confident mm. and better at their, their game then, yeah. If I think about 2006 as a start point, um, that was definitely the purest, or the, the first time I'd done something that was very pure for the athlete. The brief was get players to the ball faster. So we developed a brand new fabric. We thought about how that would fit around the body, the psychology of the athlete, making it difficult for opponents to pull the shirt, giving the player freedom of movement around the back. There was so much that went into it. We tested it in a low velocity wind tunnel. So it was really single-minded on thinking about what it would do, but then also taking into account the psychology of those players that for aerodynamics, the easiest thing to do would be make it skin tight. But for some of the players, if they're taller and slimmer, they're not gonna be so happy and confident wearing that, and that would negatively impact what they were doing. So that's where the, I guess the style and aesthetic thing that you've mentioned for yourself there, that plays in a lot because pure function isn't enough. It's got to have that something that, that elevates the confidence of the mm. athlete with it. And so I've always been really conscious of that over the years and strive to find kind of what what are the insights that, are, that we can gain from an athlete. And it's not necessarily, athletes won't always be able to tell you what they need it's they can tell you what's wrong with product yeah, or what's not yeah. right with you've not come up with a solution yet so they don't know yeah exactly and it's very rare that an athlete will say oh well i need you to do this and i've always said the best feedback we can ever get from an athlete wherever i've worked including squat wolf now 
is no feedback at all because most athletes will tell you if there's something wrong but if there's something right they'll just get on and wear it yeah 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 um so basically uh 2002 world cup was in japan and korea it was we knew it was going to be really humid um unlike the world cup that we're now watching in qatar where the temperatures have been controlled somewhat i.e they've got air conditioning in the um pitches and stuff and from what i'm understanding what we're hearing is that temperature's been really controlled for the players back in 2002 that wasn't the case at all so what we found out really quickly was the fact that um the basic knitted polyester that you would see in a lot of sports jerseys at that time football jerseys it just was not going to do it um, so we came up with two um, layers. One of the layers, the intention is to take the moisture away from the body. Yep. So that would take all the all the sweat um, from the player, and then ultimately the outer layer, which has a water repellent finish on it, wouldn't allow water to penetrate the shirt. But the reason why you can see all this other little mesh details around was the idea behind it was all of these mesh panels allows air to come into the jersey and circulate around which would effectively cool down the player but also allow the moisture to evaporate um, so that was the thinking behind it and we Is that did why it was called cool motion cool motion exactly wow. i thought long and hard about that yeah, one. yeah so for italy itself aside from the performance aspects which was very much driven around speed and getting players to the ball faster. The other thought was how we could create something that really espoused everything that the Italian national team were about. So we came up with the concept of the Italian players as superheroes. So there's the dark navy stripes that, or, the, or areas that run around certain parts of the kit. And the idea was that when you see a superhero in a comic book, that the colour tends to bleed off the drawing of the hero and into the, the background. So in motion images of the players running in the still photographs, you would get that kind of blurred effect mm. onto the athlete. But then for the away jersey, which wasn't worn at the tournament, it was worn afterwards in other matches, um, we kind of took the Clark Kent to the, the Superman of the, the home kit. So the, the jersey at the front is very much kind of the, the home shirt that's cut into a v-neck that's white so it gives the impression of a t-shirt that's been pulled over cool. the away shirt so you've got Clark Kent and Superman so both highly functional but with quite, yeah, quite a quirky little story to tell and something that really reflected the way the Italian people looked at the Italian national team as athletes and representing their country. So yeah, so it's the inspiration's always the environment, the players, how to make the players more comfortable, and that is something that I do even to this day. So if I'm thinking about a collection for Squat Wolf, let's say for argument's sake, it's one of the collections I work a lot on is a collection called Golden Era, which is pretty much one of the tops that I'm wearing. Now with Golden Era, it's it's a kind of retro collection which is based around the golden era of weightlifting yep. um, which obviously was around the 70s which was where I tended to focus those collections now it would be easy just to go back and get cotton 
fabrics, which is what they were wearing, were ripped off sleeves and all the rest just of it. remake the And just remake them. But what we did was we thought, right, well, the modern athlete isn't going to want that. They're going to want something that wicks moisture and has the cotton hand feel to it, but actually on the inside, it's got polyester, so it'll take moisture away from the body and it'll still, you know, look old and vintage. And we spent a lot of time trying to get little details where we've cut you know, the seam so it frays down and once the thing starts getting washed, it just becomes like your best friend almost. Yeah. And I love that about design. I love being able to design things that, you know, once you've owned them and worn them and worn them and worn them, you, you almost build your own character into yeah, the products. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so pretty much everything that I've done through my career has been a bit of a journey, you know? It's like you start off with World Cup winning kits and the philosophy and the ethos that you've put into that and then that just keeps keeps growing really you know yeah. i'm 30 years in the industry now so really yeah you oh, wouldn't you, think it though you don't would look you? it you must have started when you were five yeah there you go anyway um certainly for me from a stylish perspective um most definitely um i think where me and rob are slightly different is I graduated from the Royal College of Arts so fashion and you know like more kind of men's tailoring especially um, a lot of jacket designs and so whenever we design something for Squat Wolf we're looking at it from a perspective of how do we make it perform first and foremost so the the athlete can wear the product and feel really comfortable working out in that product just as importantly as that three second sale, it's how do we make it look really visual and really of the moment. So for like inspirations, I'm constantly looking at, you know, what's going on from a fashion perspective. Um, you know, I'm looking at what kids are wearing on the street. I'm looking at where, you know, what street culture's doing. So I'm trying to get that. And I'm looking at art exhibitions. I'm looking at all sorts of things to get inspiration. So then once you get all of that and you build that into what we call a creative direction, um, you know, it all kind of amalgamates in something quite interesting. And then because we've worked so closely with Squat Wolf, we now know what the DNA is, what the pulse is to the brand, and we kind of squeeze it through our own DNA. And then what comes out at the end of it is unique product. Because that's what's really dear to our hearts is Whenever we design anything, we're trying to do stuff that people haven't seen before. So, you know, that's in every bit of collection yeah. I do. So whether it's style, whether it's innovation, you know, so it's, it is massively important for me, yeah. And for me, I think I'm, I'm constantly looking for what are those little insights for the athletes that will solve problems that maybe they don't even think about. I mean, you and I talk a lot about zero distractions and the idea that an athlete will they could just get on with whatever it is mm. that they're doing. So I think if we think of, of some of the materials that we've worked with that have included graphene in the fabric or the new materials that we've got coming out that really pull moisture to the outside of the fabric really fast, we've done the leggings that have got the abrasion resistant panels down the front so that if you're doing deadlifts you don't smash your shins to pieces and end up with bruises and scabs mm. uh, but then also thinking sustainably as well where building in things like abrasion resistant panels or, or making the, the products more robust means that they last longer which 
you know, doing things that are good for the environment doesn't just mean recycled yarns and whatever else. It's all good and it all helps, but things that last longer and consumers can use for longer obviously has a big impact as well. So for me, it has, like you said, that evolution of my understanding of what people want and need and what are the tools that we've got at our disposal that we can we can use to help make their lives better or easier so that's always followed me through whether i've worked at yeah working designing football kits formula one usain bolt at the olympics yoga product for a huge brand based out in canada over there all the you know the things that i've done that's always been at the heart of it is elevating that athletic experience for the, the people wearing the product yeah yeah cool yeah, well, that's it. So, little peek behind the curtains with regards to what Mr. Warner and Mr. Buglis do on a more of a daily basis, if you like. If you um, enjoyed that, then get a little bit more. Make sure to look us up on all of our social media channels, including YouTube. You'll be able to find the links in the description below. Um, and until the next video, take care, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.